0: Hey, welcome everybody and thank you for making the time to join us to, for, on today's webinar to discuss promoting and marketing your small business with our very special guest phoebe netto from pure public relations i'd also like to thank uh industry partners lucky charm group and tab corp who have some members of their teams with us on the webinar today and nicola and joe from our who've helped get today's webinar organized we have half an hour so i'll kick off straight away and get into this and introduce you to our special guest phoebe Neto.
1: good morning
0: welcome phoebe and thanks for giving us your valuable time to have a chat today um, for those of you that don't already know phoebe from some of the articles she's written in the channel magazine and in our newsletters um phoebe is the managing director of pure public relations which she started over 11 years ago and Phoebe and her team have been working with us for the last four years, and they work with many small and medium-sized businesses, as well as not-for-profits like ours. Phoebe helped us to develop our profile as an association and to maximise our impact from the different campaigns we work on for our members. She did this very successfully with the synthetic lotteries campaign we worked on, which saw us get the majority of these products banned. And she's currently working on PR for a range of other projects that we have on, including the next National News Agent Week in September. Got a range of questions for Phoebe that we're going to run through in a minute and then hopefully we'll have some time for a few more questions from everyone listening there's a uh, Q&A button at the bottom of your screen so please put your questions there and we'll endeavor to answer them and those that we don't get to today we'll endeavor to answer for you in um, our future newsletters so um, thanks for that so Phoebe to kick off um and help our listeners better understand public relations. I'm interested to first ask you about your history in public relations and how you came to working with small and medium businesses on their PR.
1: Well, I started working in PR because a teacher told me that um, if I couldn't stop talking in class, I should either become a journalist or work in PR. So (laughs) that's how I started. Um, I worked in um, PR and marketing uh, for both big and small, agencies but i became really frustrated um with the process where there was a lot of work that happened that didn't actually lead to results you know big business it's a lot of process and meetings about meetings and um, we couldn't really help charities or not-for-profits or small business just because their budgets didn't allow for for these agencies to help them or if a small business wanted a PR agency to help them there was sort of this attitude that small business equals small results or substandard work and that really frustrated me so i started my business about 11 just over 11 years ago to meet that gap that small business not-for-profit charity space and also do the work that would actually just lead to results because that's far more Satisfying, And so everyone on my team that works for me, they've all got lots of years of experience, most of them 15, 20 years experience, but they're working with that idea of small businesses really are passionate about what they do and they really know their stuff. So it's really great work that they're doing. And so if we're able to help them tell their story, then we're doing good work. And so... If we can focus on getting them results with PR, so helping tell their story, helping people know that they exist, but also helping people really engage with their business so they want to spend money with them, well, we're we're doing good work, but we're enjoying it at the same time.
0: That's great. And that's the cool thing about small businesses. There's so many, so many stories, so many um, histories behind every business. So, um, yeah, we're all about that at AUNA. So can you tell us a bit more about the basic fundamentals of what, you know, good public relations might look like for a small business?
1: So PR goes um, a step further than advertising. Advertising is sort of telling everybody about their business. That's a lot of sell, 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 buy, 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 whereas PR is showing your ideal customer that you're the best parts of your business rather than just telling them so it's far more convincing so it says to your potential customers um this newspaper or this magazine um, that knows all about me and my interests decided to share the advice or profile this business therefore that business must be pretty good or it's getting a government official or an industry association like ALNA um, to you know share the advice or story of that business well then that business must be pretty good if they got them to do that or they won this award or they're associated with this um, community group or, or these charities that I really like and resonate with or they're in the media Therefore, they must be at the top of their field. And so I'm more likely to trust them and like them and feel that they're right for me. And that's really important when people are choosing where to spend their money. Um, So, for example, an advertisement might say, it's National News Agent Week. Come spend your money because there's competitions and there's special offers available. And that's really important. That's something that we need to do. And it gets people's attention. But you also need people to um, not just know about you you need them to like you and feel like it's worth the effort for them to change their shopping behavior and and purchasing um, decisions so you want them to trust you you want them to like you you want to create preference for news agents over the supermarket for example or preference for your particular store so the best pr taps into what their ideal customer or audience wants and likes and gives them that so for example for national news agent week that would be um us telling a story about a news agent that is um, in the community, really meeting needs in the community or is maybe in lockdown working as an essential service. What's that like? You know, Who are the people behind these businesses and what's that like for them? That's really interesting to people to know and they're gonna pay more attention to that than they would for an advertisement. Or this person's had their news agent operating for a long time. That news agency has been there for a long time. Well, they've got some interesting different things that they're doing or they're giving smiles and support to the community and supporting charities even in hard times. I'm more likely to want to do business with that news agent than the one I saw an ad for. So that could also even be social media. On the social media, they're sharing interesting stories of of the new community that is shopping at their store or the behind the scenes of running a news agency or a lottery agent or. Um, Other things that show that you're loved by the community, that you love your community, um, and giving things that people can share. It's winning the best small business award, or taking your poll of your customers to show how many customers voted you as excellent in customer service, or getting your local MP to visit your store, or donating to a charity and getting the media to to share the photo of hand, you handing over the big check. It's all those things that show that you are great rather than an advertisement that tells everyone that you're great. And that's what matters more to people. So that's, really that's interesting. what interesting.
0: PR is. I, I think, um, you know, uh, a good experience in a small business is, is really a social one. And so I, I see it as building that, that social trust, if you like. And I, I suppose my next question was going to be around, uh, and you've talked about it a little bit about trust. But on your website, you talk about organisations needing people to know, like and trust them. And I, I like that that appears to be the same for our small businesses as it does for big ones. Do you think the fundamentals or approach are are different at all for a small business than it is for a bigger one or are there common themes or threads there?
1: That's a common theme because you're asking people to either spend money with you for the first time or change who they're spending money with for the same thing. So you need them to not just know that you exist, you need them to like you and trust you. But the difference is that... um, Big businesses have bigger budgets so they can broadcast that they're there with much more spend, they can have bigger reach, they can be far more prominent and it's easier for them to operate on scale and therefore compete on price. But a small business has a whole lot of other things going for them that big businesses wish they did, personalization, really getting to know their customer. Um, tailoring their offering to the community that they're in, customer care and getting to know people, you know, that human touch, that's something that businesses do that they punch above their weight in, that are small businesses. Big businesses invest money in trying to seem like a small business because they know people like that. So my advice for small businesses is to absolutely milk that benefit, that advantage, because that's what people love. Sure, they can go to a bigger business and and maybe get, you know, a bigger range or different pricing, but really they want someone that really understands and cares for them and is going to have that um, personalized experience. So that's where small businesses can really win and get attention over the big businesses.
0: Great. And so when it comes to planning, like for a small business on how they're going to promote and market themselves, where do you start first?
1: I find that business owners um, didn't really get into business to become a marketer. They did it because they love what they do and they they want to serve people or do a great job. Um, So I think this is really hard for business owners to put their marketing hat on. But if they don't they're just missing out on you know all the business that their competition is getting so the first thing i would say is to work out what you do really well what are you brilliant at that um, that your competitors might not be or that people would really appreciate because if no one other than your mother knows that you're brilliant at those things then you're not going to have as many chances to do that good work and be paid for that good work so what do you do well that would matter to your customer do you have a huge range or do you offer a specialty product um, have you been in business or had the store for a really long time um, are you proud of your customer experience um, do you have speedy delivery for things that you let people order in advance or do you have a knack for remembering customer names or do you have a great connection to the community for example Um, Do you offer a service that's really needed in your community, you know, a printing service or a florist that's part of your store? Um, Those are really important things to identify before you go out marketing because they're the things that people really care about. Um, Zig Ziglar said, you can have everything in life that you want if you will just help other people get what they want. So I think that is really important to making your marketing spend really stretch far if you do it that way. So think about what your customer would want and let them know that you do that thing really well. Is it convenience? Is it care? Is it the thing that they particularly want and can't get in another store? That's going to be your marketing hook, And then just think about how you can tell that story in a lot of different ways. You have to do it in different, multiple different channels in order to really get people across the line to convincing them to put their hand in their pocket or go to your store instead of the one that they were going to previously for those same things. So find all different channels that you can have telling that same story so that you convince people to actually come to your store and be loyal. But it has to start with that question of what do you do differently exactly. that they really appreciate.
0: So I guess in business speak, that's like you, your unique selling proposition. It's that That's where you've got to start is actually just analysing what's special about your store. And it can be something that's special about other small businesses as well, but you need to put it up in lights.
1: Yeah, because if you don't tell them, they're not going to know. You can't just wait for them to find out. And um, that's not that's not you selling out or being proud or rude or or pushy. If it's something that people really appreciate, well, then they need to know that so that they can choose to shop at your store. Yeah, you're just helping them make the right decision.
0: Now, that's good. And I've got a few more questions that will sort of delve into that in a little bit more detail in a minute. Um, First, next question I had was um, around um, a lot of people probably think about public relations as being promotion and marketing that only occurs away from your business to bring customers in like we've just been talking about, but, um, and while that might be true there are other elements i guess of how we communicate um, to our customers that are both inside and also on the outside of our business are there is, are these things are important to being successful as well in marketing your business are they an area that we should focus on as well as that that external marketing and promotion
1: yeah so um i, I think if you shift your focus from How can my customers solve my problems? So I need more sales to grow my profits or I need my shoppers to behave differently, for example, in COVID or for efficiency, so it's easier for me. If you instead change your focus to how you're solving your your customer's problems, not yours, um, and considering how your service or your products can help them with what they want or need, then you're going to get a better response. So if all of your staff have that same mentality, if that's sort of the language that, that you um, use with your staff, that's the culture of your business, your customers will sense that and, and they'll be more willing to come back a second time and a third time to your store.
0: Does that yeah. answer the question? I think so. And I think it's about making it, you know, easy for the customer to solve their problems. I mean, I've um, the COVID example is a really good one. Um, you know, you see some stores where it's so confusing when you come into the store about what you're meant to do and where. And then other stores do it really, really well. It's all in one spot. It's really clear what's expected of me. And um, I suppose another relevant example, I, I once went into a newsagent to buy a card um, for a, a, and a gift, and I needed a pen. And for the life of me, I couldn't find the pen. Like I was literally standing there, and the cards were to my left, and the um, wrapping paper and stuff was to my right. It turned out the pens were right behind me, but I actually had to go and ask for assistance. And so I suppose it's it's making sure that um, you put yourself in the shoes of the customer and you think through those processes to actually go well. What are they going to need when they do that, And, and how easy it is is it to find those things in my store, and so. I think, um, you know, good marketing promotions starts at the coal face and, and works out. Um, the other thing I was gonna to talk to you about was opportunity and um, in my experience, successful promotion and marketing of your business can often be about being prepared for opportunities that pop up. Can you tell our listeners a bit about how to be prepared for this and what good opportunities might look like and how to develop a strategy for this? For example, is it worth you know members contacting the local paper or talkback radio to comment on high street issues like parking or planning issues where there's a redevelopment going on or other local issues is this good PR?
1: I'd avoid anything that's polarizing Um, but if you can advocate for something that your community would care about would appreciate and it's not all about you and what's affecting you or would benefit you, then go for it, um, and just make sure you do it really well. So, for example, if you hear of another store that's in proximity to you or in your community that's maybe had a hard time, you know, maybe they had a fire or um, a theft, or COVID's really tough for them, then maybe you can be the one that's leading the way in rallying support for them, and everyone's going to know that you're associated with that, that you're a leader, that you care. So instantly there's an emotional connection with the people that you want to be spending money with you, um, but also it's it's benefiting your community and you can tell the media about it. You know, this has happened to this business, let's support them. Um, so that's an example. Um, also, even with lockdown, if if you can be the one that has activity packs for kids or working from home packs you might have already been selling those products but you've just packaged it up with a great label then that's a great opportunity that you can be leveraging
0: okay so you can actually get out and and you know let local media know that you've got those things and that you're trying to solve a problem for for customers you think media would be interested in those sorts of things
1: if it's if it's something like a something with some conflict or an issue where you're um where you're able to rally support, then yes, yep. that could be something for media. Sorry, lockdown. Yeah, we're, all,
0: we're all working from home. So. Can
1: you go see Daddy? Um, sorry. And if it's something like a COVID-related um, reactive thing that you're able to offer, then put it on the community Facebook groups. Almost every community has got a, its own Facebook group now. Let them know, hey, if you're working from home you suddenly, or, or you've got kids learning from home, you're going to need a lot of printing paper. You're going to need colouring and, and craft and project activities. Well, we've got it and we can even maybe deliver it or you can come pick it up. This is how. Um, that's going to see a great spike in sales, but it will also just be a, a way of really getting people's attention when normally they might walk past your store and didn't know that you were there. Now they know, wow, you're in tune with what I need. You care about my situation. You're on the ball and you're willing to help. I don't see the major supermarkets doing something like that for me. No. I think I like you. I think I think you're going to be my store even once I get out of lockdown.
0: So okay, being me, really,
1: has a lot of merit.
0: Yeah, okay, that's really interesting because I wanted to ask you my next question a bit about how to maximize your community connections. A lot of our members are very much community-based businesses. Can you share with us any insights or tips on how they can maximize those connections and those local networks that they have um, to help drive that sort of promotion and marketing of their businesses?
1: Yeah, I think that's a real selling point for news agents because it's not something that all businesses do, small businesses necessarily do. And I think news agents do that really well. Um, I think they need news agents to recognize that that's one of the things that people really love about them. I think... Um, Alna had some research commissioned actually about um, news agents and people's sentiment and feeling about why they would want to go to news agents and, and something that came up was that connection to the community, you know. They've got the colouring in sheet competition or they've got the charity support supporting the local sporting group. They're in there with a whole heap of other small businesses that they want to support. And so if, if if news agents can leverage that with um, finding other businesses that aren't competition, but have shared values. So, you know, that they have great customer service just like them, yep. or they're an honest business just like them. They're one that they're happy to be associated with, basically. If they were to approach those businesses, they can really double their pool and leverage with um, customers, with joint offers, joint competitions, supporting each other even something like a, a competition where there's a hamper that has some of the fruit and veg products or some of the butcher's products and some of the news products all put together or the florist and some of the news agent cards to make a, a hamper something like that where yep. they've got a competition where you can enter just by shopping at each other's stores Their marketing spend goes further because they're not responsible for all of it. They've got access to more customers because they're tapping into the customers that go to all those other stores and they're supporting each other and um, creates a bit of excitement. It's a pretty low cost way to get new customers. Or um, National News Agent Week, ask them to put a National News Agent Week poster up in their store and share it on their social media. And you can do something for them when they've got a special offer coming up um, use each other's audiences use each other's marketing opportunities each other's shop fronts and really celebrate the fact that you're small businesses that care about your customers and make your marketing spend go further that way
0: yeah and that's a really interesting point because I think you know like Lots of hairdressers, for instance, have, you know, had a pretty tough time during um, COVID, but they're generally great supporters of newsagents with magazines and so on. I mean, I think it's really interesting to think about how do we maximise, um, you know, that billboard, if you like, that's in in a hairdresser, you know, can we um, come up with an offer that's attached to a sticker on the front of the you know, magazine or a flyer that's inside the magazine, um, different ways of thinking about how we could package up things with like an, another local business where in particular, you've got a captive audience sitting there for a while and- Yeah, you know, that's
1: a great idea. I mean, some of those, you might not know Ben, but some of those appointments go for hours.
0: Well, I, I, I know that they do, but Clearly, not for me. <laughs> <laughs> but, um,
1: Great idea.
0: Yeah. And, you know, even some of the local, um, you know, lawyers and accountants and dentists and things like that, once again, you've got waiting rooms and you've got um, access to people. And so, if you get really smart about how you can package those things up, I think it can be quite effective. Yeah. Um, so, the next one I was going to quick touch on was around cost, because um, we've touched on a few things that you know obviously their, their time and time is money but they come without too much cost but when it comes to actually spending money on promoting and marketing your small business what do you think are some of the most cost effective avenues for our members to think about and how do you measure the effectiveness of of that sort of work mm.
1: um i think if you can have once a month or something that's planned out in a calendar. So even if you had like a spreadsheet and you had six or 12 months mapped out of special offers or promotions, something that's got some excitement behind it that you can have in store. Um, so one month might be National News age Week. One month might be Small Business Month. One month might be Back to School. All those sort of things, if you can plan those things out. But put some spend behind it to do it really well. So you've got something exciting in store. Your shop front's different. You've got maybe an experience in store that's tied to that you know i heard about a news agent that had a special um edition cookbook coming out that they were happy to sell and they had somebody cooking some of the food in store so you had the smell and the drama of uh, of that happening that requires a little bit of spend but pretty big impact and so if you're able to do that on a pretty regular basis um that's really beneficial um so, those sort of in store activations, things with your shop fronts, you know, make sure that you invest in making it fresh and, and um, attention grabbing because that's a huge, your store is basically a big advertisement, the shop front. So, make the most of that. Social media um, is a really big opportunity because, yes, you can have regular posts and that's free. But if you spend money, for example, Facebook on, on social media, Um, paid ads you can be really targeted so that you're only going to your particular suburb for example or if it's back to school you're only going to parents and if you don't know how to do it or don't enjoy it I don't enjoy it pay someone else to do it but it's, it's really measurable. You can really track what the impact is. So you can actually make a lot of money, go a long way. And once you find something that's working, then you just put more money into that. And it actually is really helpful in having people come to your website or your store. Um, and then I would, I would say your website is a, is a good opportunity, particularly if you offer a specialised product, something that they can't get easily or that has a, a real following, um, if you have a database of email addresses or phone numbers for a text message blast out, you can let them know when the next edition of that particular product line is in store that they can come and get it or you can take orders. That's easy money once you've got it set up because you just blast out the update and they come in. So that's a good way to, that's a good, good way to spend your money because it's you can just see it coming in each month once you've set it up. And then I'd say have some budget set aside to test some paid marketing campaigns and just trial and error. You know, maybe radio advertising is gonna be helpful when you've got a special promotion or event. Just have some, some money set aside to trial these things and see if, if it's effective. And if it's not, you don't do it again. If it is, you do it some more.
0: Yep, okay, so it's really just about planning, um, setting aside a budget, measuring it, you know, not going, going um, too far too soon and just yeah. what works for your community. And actually, yeah. just while um, I've got you, we had something really good come up in the chat before when we are talking about leveraging local community. Um, Colleen um, Kosky, actually, I think it is, one of our, our director from South Australia mentioned that their local butcher had a shop full of fresh meat when the, when SA went into a snap lockdown. So they promoted it and saved him from having to freeze or throw out all of his oh, products. Yeah. You know, that's probably a great example where you can really blast something out there to your audience, contact local media and say, hey, all the the shops along here are rallying to support a business that's having a difficult time.
1: Yeah, that that deserves a Facebook post with some money behind it because that butcher is going to return the favour as well. Of course. Everybody knows you love your community and so they'll love you back.
0: No, that's exactly right. So it's these little things sometimes that probably are opportunities we don't even think about at the time. It's just part of being part of a community, but um, but sometimes push it a little bit further. So that's been really informative. And um, I I know um, we haven't got a lot of time, but I've got one question here from a member. Um, How would you suggest engaging customers to like your social media to promote in-store specials?
1: Sometimes you can have a um, competition on social media, where if somebody likes it and tags a friend, then you'll pick someone at random. That gets a lot of traction. Um, If the competition involves them, people love seeing themselves or having something that involves them because we're all a little bit narcissistic. So if it's something that they can can submit and, and have shared and they can feel proud of themselves, then that helps with engagement um or the 73rd person to like this post will get something so try and think about what is going to really interest them and make them feel special about themselves and you're more likely to get what you want out of them then
0: okay that's fantastic look thanks phoebe we're bang on i think one minute over our half an hour so it's been great to talk to you about some of these issues and i know i've certainly learned a lot i hope um, the members listening have Um, and i hope you'll join us again um, sometime soon to dig a little deeper into some of these issues because i think they're really important ones um, for our members Um, To everyone who's joined us today, thank you for your time and please stay safe, especially uh, um, those who have joined us from New South Wales right now. I know you're all in lockdown, Phoebe. It's um, a difficult time for a lot of members and a lot of businesses at the moment, so um, stay safe. Um, We're going to be doing lots more of these webinars this year regularly um, throughout the year, so look out for them in um, our newsletters and please join us again for the next one.